Hey, have you been thinking about starting a podcast? And have you done your research? And they've told you that you need to buy certain equipment? Well, if you want to start off a podcast the cheapest way, I'll tell you to download Anchor. You can create your own cover art, you can record episodes, you can edit your episodes, and you don't even have to worry about distributing your episodes. Anchor will do it all for you. They'll send it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. So I encourage you to download the Anchor app if you're interested in creating your own podcast. Hey, welcome to the Mental Block with Shelby. So today I'm going to continue on my little bit of series that I'm doing on how people felt about the election. So I'm here with my bestie, Aisha. And um, so she's going to be talking about um, how this election affected her. Um, like I said, this is my best friend. So she had we have had these conversations um, multiple times. Um, so she may bring up some stuff that I've said. Um, also, she is the person that I usually go to when I when I'm frustrated. So she's heard a lot about me complaining about this election and how um, certain events have affected my life um, this year concerning everything that has happened with the social justice and um, the whole Trump administration and the racism that I've experienced and things of that nature. So I'm going to shut up talking and I'm going to hand this over to Aisha just to ask her, how has this election affected her? Thank you so much, Shelby. Um, And I would say the election has affected me. Um, Honestly, I was drained um, after the election. Um, That day was a long day for me um but even prior to the election it was just a lot going on um i would say uh looking back at everything when it came to the the candidates um just even pri- the democratic candidates watching them um kind of try to battle it out to see who was actually going to go against um president trump Ugh, that sounds horrible (laughs) i've never said that in life (laughs) that's not my president um obama's still my president but anyway um but yeah i would so I had a lot of different opinions. I wasn't a huge fan of most of the candidates. Um, but I was okay with it being Biden. So once Biden was the president and we were in active quarantine, um, I honestly didn't know how the election was going to go um we were in our houses i knew it wasn't going to be the same of the uh candidates doing different um what is it different campaigns yeah different campaign drives and fundraising and door knock uh they doing the door knocking and phone banking and everything that goes on when it comes to uh running a campaign um i mean i've had experience experiences with uh different like you know governor um campaigns so I kind of understood what goes on behind the scenes and I knew that that was not going to happen so I was just I was curious in how it was going to go and watching the debates was horrendous it was crazy and we spoke about that several times yes so you guys so one that Aisha did bring up is the quarantine and I think the quarantine in my opinion helped Joe Biden in his campaign a lot and what I mean by that is personally I have said this before I feel as though had we not been in quarantine that Trump would be president like had there been no corona Trump would be president all over again I think that because we were in quarantine, it made people sit down and have to really think about our government. Like, okay, within quarantine, we get this one twelve hundred dollars. Um, 
And then for the rest of the time, they've been battling it out like, oh, should we give them another $1,200? And it's just like, bitch, do y'all know $1,200 ain't even rent? <laughs> it's, it ain't rent. Like, like I don't know about y'all, but my rent is well over $1,200. And at that, um, on top of that, with all the other bills, like lights and everything else that falls into what our normal bills are as um, Americans, um, $1,200 is it, good, but, um, it don't cover a monthly bill for me. Um, at least my monthly bills. So that was one thing I think people had to really sit back and see if our government was really working for us, um, in that regard. So I do think that had there been no Corona, Trump would be president because people were just work. We, I don't know about you guys, but I just work. I mean, the government is always going to be the government. And like I said before, like being black, like we don't matter. We don't matter to, to, I guess, politicians or society until it's time to vote. Um, And that's just what it is. So with the George Floyd thing, and I think even that blown up the way it did is because people were at home. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think that our economy, people, we need to get back to work. And I, and I, I agree to some extent that we do need to get back to work, but not being at work allowed us to see how our democracy works for us and does it really work in our favor um and i think that a lot of people saw that it didn't it didn't work in our favor or for them so i mean that's just where i am um like aisha was saying for the debates though them fucking debates now the first one aisha i don't know how you felt about it but i didn't feel as though that was a debate that was not that was that the first debate was an argument that we just got to see. Um, it wasn't the kind of argument I would have given Donald Trump, but um, it was an argument. But I would say the second debate was, was a lot better. Well, that was the only debate that we got. Well, they, yeah, they only had two debates. Yeah, because the technically the second debate was supposed to be town hall style in our now gonna be former president um donald trump he got corona and i believe he lied about it but there's no evidence conspiracy theories people (laughs) no this is the reason why i believe he lied about corona is because the day after the first uh, um the first debate was the day that they found out miraculously that some people in his um his office had corona. Then maybe two days after that, Donald Trump had corona. His wife had corona, but didn't have corona because she took some natural and holistic medicine that got rid of her corona. And then their son, their um Donald Trump's youngest son, Barron, um, what did they say? Donald Trump's youngest son, Barron, he ended up uh testing positive, but then testing ne- no, first he tested negative, then tested positive, then tested negative. I I I just don't believe any of it. It was just ridiculous. Um, but I believe there were a lot of you know you you nonsense her her conspiracies on. people listen if the man had it then he had it he had it but there was a lot more people that had it and he probably had it during the first debate that's my my theory and i believe that and i'm sticking to it okay people like oh conspiracies <laughs> so this year um the conspiracy theorists was out okay they was out here in full fucking force <laughs> people now with donald trump having corona or not having corona i mean if the man had it i feel bad for him the only thing that did throw me about him having corona and i was kind of annoyed about is the fact that when he had corona we knew his wife had it but no news outlets were talking about how his wife was doing everything was like how is trump doing and all that and even when he was out there on the news speaking about how he was doing so well when he almost coughed up a fucking lung um it was still like it was only it was not that big of a segment on his wife and i just feel as though like take this as if it were the obamas i feel as though if obama had 
Corona um, or whatever, then it wouldn't only have been how's Obama doing, it would have been how's Michelle doing. And even if it was the Bushes, everybody would have still asked. Um, and I feel as though with um, Trump, there was not much talk about his wife um, having it. And I get that some people don't really care for Trump or how he was doing, but or his family. But I do think that um, I'm more so under a view that Americans are still Americans, um, whatever your standpoint is. And I think that like they didn't talk about her and it kind of bothered me that she was only mentioned for like two minutes here or there. Um, even when he spoke, it was like, oh, she's doing well. And that would be it and keep moving. Um, I didn't like that personally as, um, as a woman, I thought that was like how he really feels about women. Like, oh, just like, why are we talking about her? Why are we not talking about me? Um, kind of thing. Like women always have to take a back seat. In my mind, that's how he appeared. But that's just me. Aisha, what else? What else? How else did this affect you? Or how did you feel about this? Like, we've had these conversations. So this is probably why it's um, a little dry. I would say um, another way that it this the elections affected me. Um, it it felt almost as if we were going backwards. Yo, I said the same thing. It felt almost as if we even the policies that were in question felt as if we were going backwards. Taking a step back in time, and as a black person, I was scared. Like, yo, yeah. like remember how they used to say, like, if you're traveling, make sure you travel during the day. Like, it, it felt like y'all niggas better travel during the day or else. Yeah, the I mean, one quarantine made it as a black person and knowing how they were I mean I live in the city so as soon as nine o'clock hit you seen police officers on every corner it almost felt like we're back in Jim Crow and then the policies you know um when it came to women's health and them trying to reverse uh Roe versus uh Roe yeah Roe versus Wade or Roe v Wade um the policy when it came to um abortion or pro-life versus pro-choice um and the reason why I felt especially with that that we were going backwards is because it was already something that we we've had we've dealt with we lived with um, and I didn't understand why take it away. Why to exactly, especially since we are coming into a space in with technology and medicine where when it came to contraception and every honestly, I think the the conversation really needed to be or really needs to be is education when it comes to health. Educational health once you understand a lot of when I speak to I mean I have I have two jobs and I'm around a lot of males you know men have questions when it um, regards women like oh what is this or why do women do this and so and so and we've worked with each other for years so I don't feel any type of way but one of the things is a lot of men don't understand women's reproductive um, reproductive um, systems they don't understand what it when we say like oh I'm ovulating a lot of men don't understand that and so when you speak to men and tell them to make educated or, or not educated but legislative um uh, uh legislation around our choices what we do with our bodies it's bothersome it is bothersome because they don't understand that and where if you go to these places where you see a lot of Republicans and a lot of people who are pro-life, I don't understand why they don't have this education. Well, the, okay. So where I come into play, I guess, is is where it comes around like sex education, people have to understand the, that the legislation around that is that abstinence is supposed to be taught in school the problem with teaching abstinence is the fact that we don't get into um talking about sex 
And if you don't, or if you're not allowed to get into talking about sex, then you're not allowed to get into talking about certain reproduction, certain diseases and things of that nature. Right. So if we're not talking about sex and we're not talking about how it is going to have a baby and things of that nature, if we're only supposed to be talking about like, you don't have sex, you refrain from sex. Well, we all know the outcome of sex is children. So if you don't get to really get into the nitty gritty of sex and, and consent and that and the third, then, then, then you don't get into the actual reproduction and things of that, because it's still for a lot of parents to touch like a very touchy topic. So like, um, I can say when we were in fifth or sixth grade, mm-hmm. that legislation was passed. I could be wrong, but it's somewhere around there. It was somewhere around where the no child left behind law was put into play. Yeah. So whenever you guys can fact check that, whenever that was put into play, there was also something put into play around how our sex education would be taught. Yeah. Now. I remember that. Yeah. It filtered way at, like, you know, after fifth and sixth grade, it was almost like not existent. Exactly. So, basically, by the time we got to middle school, it wasn't, we weren't talking about that. We were talking about abstinence. The problem with that is children, and not even children, like, they're going to have these questions. Teachers um, or sex educators are not going to be able to answer these questions. And in some homes, parents don't talk about these things. Or no. Or yeah, or even know about it. And um and by right we are curious people. If we weren't curious people, would we have gone to the moon? You know what I'm trying to say? Like honestly, like there's no reason for us to have gone up there, right? But we were there. So it's the same thing when it comes to sex, like, oh, if you're not having it or whatever, then why should you have like you should still know about it. And I think that is the 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 idea. And also when it comes to sex that we we take this conservative view that women should be married and that women, and it always falls on the woman as to what she should do, what she should look like, what she should wear. And I've mentioned before that when women do get pregnant, people fail to realize we are pregnant for almost a fucking year, which means that I can only technically be pregnant with one child unless I'm carrying multiple, but in that one pregnancy. Men, on the other hand, can get a woman pregnant i would say and this is not scientific but i will almost say like you can get multiple women pregnant within days so like you have rappers uh this is like lil wayne this is like future they have children that are of the same age that were born in the same year that are just happen to be a month or two apart it happens. There are there are kids that I went to school with that were brother and sister, just different moms. And these two, um, they happen to be, I want to say, a week or two apart. So what I'm sitting here saying is that the different moms, same dad, though. So men, in reality, they can get women pregnant. Basically, they can have more babies than a woman can also for women remember we we do learn that when a woman is born that you're born with all the eggs that you'll ever have right so that's another thing so at some point in our around for us that we do we do stop being able to give birth so it, it it's just that notion uh about all of that 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 that's not talked about and that men don't know about um and it's kind of is it's annoying and 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 that they do tie it to to I guess Christianity and and things like that is annoying because it's really a science <laughs> of it and like oh you can't have an abortion you can't do this and that and a third like I get that people that's what people believe you can believe that for yourself but I don't I don't think that we should push our beliefs onto other people. Granted, though I I say that. But I say it very biasly because um, I don't believe that you should push having sex with children as being appropriate. Onto that, that should not happen. I'm, I'm, I exactly. I am. That's nasty. I will wholeheartedly say that when I say that you shouldn't push your beliefs on people, I am being biased. <laughs> as you guys will learn, it's like, oh, this bitch be saying one thing, but she say another. I am biased. 
Um, I don't think that that is right. I don't, I don't think that you should be able to force yourself on someone without their consent. I think that that's something I don't believe that you should sleep with animals. I'm just putting that out there. People do it. I don't believe you should. Um, so there are things that like, I'm totally against, but when it comes to abortion and things like that, I don't believe that abortions are for me. I don't think that they suit my life. If I get pregnant, then I'm just pregnant. Um, unless it is medically necessary for me to have an abortion, then I, that's not for me, but I do believe that a woman, um, should have that choice. So yeah. So with this administration trying to take that away, another thing that this administration, um, posed, uh, I guess was when it came to healthcare and that threw me off. So how did you feel about the healthcare, like them trying to put it back on the, um, the the I guess Supreme Court about healthcare. Okay, when it pertains to healthcare, um, it's I feel like what the whole healthcare debate or when it came to the debate, um, it became socialist versus capitalist, and that was the debate. It wasn't even really should we have it or you know is this something that is right for us and the crazy thing is trump would love to just have it be trump care i really i feel like it It actually exactly i think there was probably let me retract that let me say this it was the socialist versus capitalist and then there were uh the other debate is really, and I think this is the underlying or uh, reason of why they want to kind of overthrow Obamacare is because it's named after Obama and they're so sick. <laughs> they just don't like that. Um, I was really thinking about this the other day because a lot of people, they, they're like, oh, we shouldn't have anything socialized from the government. We have a lot of socialized benefits when it comes to our government. We have social security. We have, you know, uh, Medicaid, Medicare, WIC, like things that people can apply for. Not everybody, well, when it comes to social security, everybody that pays into that um, can apply for it. But it just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense to me why people don't want to go to the doctor and not have to, you know, worry about the bill. Exactly. See, okay, so I have something about that. So when we talk about like the Obamacare and all of that, like um this is like personal story. So when I was in college, I was uh I think I was a junior. Yeah, I was a junior in college. My grandfather, he has diabetes. Um but he's he's a bodybuilder, always been a bodybuilder. Uh, and he always watched his sugar and things like that. But when I was in college, he ended up having to get a triple bypass. Mind you, this is the healthiest person I know. This man went to the gym five. He was dedicated five a.m. He was getting up, going to the gym. Um, he would eat his. Listen, this is why you can't get me to really eat eggs. He would eat boiled eggs, porridge, or oatmeal, and um, then he would uh eat an orange or something like. He was very just. That's just who he was. It, very strict. And also my grandfather, like I've said before, is Jamaican. So like it's certain meals that he didn't really eat American food. So it was like he kept it very on that end. Um, So it was a shock for my whole family. It was a shock. One, because I had an uncle that was already sick with something else. But two, just to see that he had like a triple bypass. Had, had we not had Obamacare. My grandfather wouldn't be here because my grandma was helping me pay for college. And uh, my grandma almost lost her house behind sending me to school because at one point it got too expensive. And that was the same year that my uncle passed, like my uncle ended up passing away and my grandfather ended up having triple bypass. And what I'm sitting here saying is had it not been for Obamacare, um, my grandma would not have only lost her brother that year. She would have lost her husband. Um, and if without him, she wouldn't be able to have kept her house. So what I'm sitting here saying is Obamacare has done a lot of good in 
personally for me. I mean, for some people, they didn't like the fact that they had to pay. I get it. If you can't afford it, you just can't afford it. But I don't understand why this country can't have universal health care. Um, and the idea that, I mean, we all pay into the system. Like, think about it. When you get your check, they automatically already take taxes out. Every time you buy something, they take taxes out. Like, I, I just, I'm not understanding, um, I guess, the problem with it. And maybe... Like I said, maybe within my thought process, I'm just too biased. And also, I'm just too lazy to, to look but, at the other side. Yeah, but you know what? And that actually raises a good point. Because if you think about our stimulus check, let me just say this. We need our another STEMI. The stimulus check was uh, money that was already taken out for taxes. Bitch, we still coming out our taxes. Hold on already taken out for taxes the uh the senate had to you know figure out how they were going to try to you know allocate money or basically this wasn't allocated money they just wanted to you know move money around move money around so that the american one thing to fund the next yeah but they wanted to figure out how the american people could kind of survive during this quarantine not knowing that it was going to last as long but But it, yeah, exactly. But wouldn't it have made sense to, like, you know, put this money into or, you know, pay off everybody's bill for medical uh, premiums for the year? That would, like, because technically, if we all had this money, we could have done that. This could have been our Obamacare money, and we don't have to pay anything else for it the rest of the year i mean that's just you know another thing that could happen maybe we'll have to figure that out whoever's listening you know yeah but but i mean you did bring up something also like with this like this um i guess this election in general um when you think about the trump administration and the quarantine um or even covid so at the beginning of covid i was i want to say six or seven months pregnant Mm -hmm. and every like i was getting ready to have my baby shower y'all okay that we shut down a week before not even we shut down days before my baby shower (laughs) um but no like i was pregnant so when when the trump administration said two weeks granted i this is our government this is our president whether i like him or not i believed it and i think this looking back i'm like bitch you so foolish but (laughs) I believed it, and I think so many millions of Americans believed it too. When he said that, like, and I could, I remember telling myself, telling my grandma, like, oh, they said it's nothing, but it's nothing like it's just like the flu, so we all good. You ain't got to worry about nothing. And then it was like, oh, I thought only old people got to worry about it. Girl, I'm still young. Mind you, I was pregnant. Then, boom, they put pregnant women on this. I'm like, damn, <laughs> like shit's starting to get real. <laughs> um, you know, so it, it it's just the idea that like. When people say that that our government, um, you know, deceives us and that people don't have faith in the government, like, I believe that we should still have faith in, in our government and our democracy, but I can see where people have lost faith. And the idea is that when you have people who are Trump supporters, and this is not saying that you're like people who voted for Trump are bad um, or good or whatever. Um, it's just my notion on how I look at it. It's just like, didn't y'all believe him too? And what he said didn't it didn't it 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 ended up being something different. And I think that's where I'm at with the whole like Trump administration is that like I still have a I still have faith in the democracy, um, of our country. And it's not because Biden is president elect or pre- going to be the president or whatever. It's the fact that like people came together, like we all came out together so i still have faith in our democracy i still have faith that that there are people that do do believe in true change um i think that people who are gung-ho like trump or whatever um and they they hate biden or they can't get over it like imagine how many people how people felt when the when hillary clinton won technically she won the popular vote she didn't win the electoral college but she won the popular vote so imagine how people felt like there were so many people that wanted hillary clinton and we didn't get her and we got trump and we learned to live with it and and i think that like 
and and what really irritated me with the whole Trump thing, and I have to bring this up, is like, oh, we're gonna make Dems cry again. Like, what what kind of thing is that? Like, that's bully mentality, and I just think like that's stupid. Like, we don't have to like the same people, but to sit here and really feel like, oh, we're gonna make you cry again. We're gonna do this, and it's that whole notion of like the bullying that 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 went into what his administration, I feel like his administration went in, in, in there um, with with just hate. And like I said, when the first time he, when he was elected um, for president, like I had a coworker that cried. I'm like, what is this bitch crying about? Like I was more so like, what is she crying about? Like it don't mean anything. And in regard, like she knew what it meant. And at the time I didn't, but I was more so trying to be optimistic. And I think just in the thought like, oh, maybe he won't be so bad. You know, and I think a lot of people, we we learn to suck it up and just like, okay, maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe he won't be so bad. Um, you know, and we learned to, to it was scary, but we kind of learned to live in this in this ideal of trying to look out to to be optimistic. Um, so, and I guess that's where I am. And I think like with this election, like it just really it did a lot. Like it allowed us to see a lot. Um, like I said, I'm not, I'm not super young, but I ain't super old either. Um, but it allowed me to see a lot and to learn a lot and, and, and to question a lot. And I think, um, with this election that I, it made me, I guess, not say realize I was black, but it, it put more emphasis on, on my blackness. Um, and, and why, why I have to be proud of who I am and and my ancestry because of what they did for me in the in and I guess the mm-hmm. the ground that they pay for us and how we have to keep going and how that it shouldn't be every in and, and I don't know if the black community feels this or anybody else feels this but every like five to so years we have this conversation about why the black people need to come together and how we don't come together and how we all have to stand up and be together as one. But I want to have, I want to get into notion as to where we don't have to every so often have to keep having those conversations. Like I want it to be that it's something that we're constantly doing on a daily basis. That's where we don't have to have these conversations. We don't have to have, keep having all these like this social justice, this. And if you look in, in, in the history books, um, for yourselves, and I mean like history books, not the ones that's in the schools, but like you do your actual history, like, you know, and you'll see that there have been times where we as black folk, as brown folk have all come together and and, and made things happen, but then somewhere along the lines, we fall back and, and we get laxed in it. And then some other shit make us have to come back up together. I don't want it to be that, that we get lax. And I think that this election has taught me a lot about like, not sitting back and, and getting content just because things are going good doesn't mean it can't be better. And, you know, like don't ever, I don't think that we should ever get just too content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, and it takes me back to when I was like in school and it reminds me of like, I used to have a, my next door neighbor, but she was also a teacher and she was like, good, better, best, never let them rest until good is better and better is best. And, and I really am there. And I think that's where I'm at. So this election, it did a lot. And also me becoming a parent did a lot too. And me and Aisha had these conversations many, many of times. Yes. Um, Especially the conversation after the day, af- the day after the election. <laughs> oh my gosh. That day. Yes. I almost had to hang up on you, but um, Shelby had a mini meltdown. Bitch, I was in tears. I was in tears. <laughs> like I said, it take a lot to make me to cry, but once a bitch is crying, like it's some real shit. Yes, but she had a mini meltdown and I had to tell her, I had to bring it to church and I had to tell her to have faith. And I honestly, I felt anxiety the whole I what was it the whole um Tuesday no I had anxiety that whole Tuesday but then it was crazy because I kept waking up in the middle of the night I kept waking up and I just I couldn't I just kept looking at the the polls and And it just wasn't changing they weren't they were not changing but what did I tell you I had a dream and 
I was like, listen, okay, Mrs. Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> no, the Lord spoke to me. He told me it was gonna be okay, and I told you we was gonna have Biden, didn't I, yeah. girl? And so let's talk about when you found out that he was the president elect. I was in Home Depot shopping. Um, my mom calls me while I'm talking to somebody I just bumped into and she's like in tears and you know my mother and she's just like oh my gosh uh Biden's our new president and I'm like what and she's like bitch why (laughs) yes because at that moment in time we were waiting for them to count uh Pennsylvania Pennsylvania fucking Nevada (laughs) exactly (laughs) they like y'all got all the fucking casinos y'all count money quick they got them little money counting i know forever it was pennsylvania uh nevada and then they kept they were not trying to put georgia through georgia but we know georgia was at 99 percent counted up 99 percent counted and they went back but they kept counted and i was just like you guys gotta be kidding me and you know we kept looking and we were looking, I, I'm, and it was crazy because that whole week, I took that week off, which was a good thing because mentally I needed that. Um, I was sick. I couldn't even go to work. Yeah. So, I ain't had no Corona or nothing, but. <laughs> yeah. But once I seen it and I was just like, I was so happy, but it's always a hater in a bunch. So the person I was talking to was a, a a former coworker, and I was standing in front of the store manager, and she got a text message, literally seconds after I got the call, um, and so she's like, "Oh my goodness, you know, uh, Biden's the new president," and the store manager automatically started hating. And it was almost as if, like, I understand as, you know, we're, we just went through an election. You're not going to get the person that you want every time. It's literally a coin toss. You either get heads or tails. But sometimes we have to, like, come together as Americans. And I hope that with Biden being the president, I hope that happens because one of the things that I really admired, um, especially when um, Barack was the president, Biden and uh, John McCain's relationship, them being best friends, being opposite uh, parties, you know, John McCain, he ran against Obama in 2008. Obama was, you know, I mean, sorry, McCain was very good friends with uh Joe Biden. They you know, their kids were great friends and knowing they that were able they, to be civil. Exactly. Knowing in jo- Joe Biden spoke at McCain's, you know, funeral like in it was regardless, but knowing that they could put, you know, their different, you know, policies or different opinions or views aside and still uh, have a great friendship. Because I thought I that. I think that's what it is. Sorry, I cut you off, but I think that's what it is. Like with Trump, and 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 like I said, like Trump supporters are going to be Trump supporters. I mean, you got black Trump supporters, you got Latino Trump supporters. Yeah, Trump supporters are going to be Trump supporters, and I mean that's for them. But what really threw me off, like I said, with Trump's administration, is certain like it's the whole fucking administration throw it away i'm playing <laughs> no what really threw me off is the fact that like he kept changing up people yeah. like his cabinet changed almost every fucking month it was somebody being there somebody not being there or investigating being investigated exactly then um what else like really threw me is like how this like like the covet thing um the racial disparities really really threw me for a loop um and i think that at the end when it came down to covid like to me to me his colors showed his true colors shown that like it did you didn't care about the fellow american you know 
the yeah. fellow Americans, we're not rich people. We're not in, we're not those one percenters. Like on some real shit, we're just not. We're poor as fuck. We live in America. They tax us to fucking death. But no. Um, then from there, it's like, oh, don't wear a mask. Uh, you don't need a mask in the, in the science behind it. So it's, it doesn't exist. And it's just like, we have to care about people. Like, especially the middle class. If the middle class is hurting, our, our everything is hurting. And like I said, it does not matter who you really vote for. It really matters about the policies that are put in place because... Democrat or Republican, middle class people are still going to be helping the poor and keeping the rich rich. And and that's just what it is. So what really threw me off is what he his true colors showing. And what I mean by that is like the disregard for just basic human life. Like granted, oh, well, only two percent of people are going to pass away or whatever. I know to some people, two percent is not a lot. But just imagine that being your mom or someone close to you. That is a lot for you um I think that the the not being straightforward with the people saying oh well I didn't want people to panic um I think is a way that he could have delivered that corona was serious without making us panic um and also to not trust the fellow American to to handle the situation better and as a leader you're going to lead by example, like, hey, you guys, like, this is something that's serious. We're going to X, Y, Z or whatever. Um, and I think that's what really threw me off. I think um, with the racial disparities, as far as like, oh, like when he had, is it his attorney bar or whatever? And it's like, oh, there, we have found that there's no, um, there, there are no um, systematic racism happening or whatever. And it's like, you say systematic racism isn't happening on your part, but all the research that I have done, and I mean, I've done research and it is happening and it's not only happening to black people, but more so black people and brown people because we live in very disenfranchised areas. That's one thing. So it is happening. And and when we talk about like the zoning and, and all of that, like, there is a racial disparity. And when I say that, it's also saying that you cannot talk about e- economics without talking about race. And you can't talk about race without talking about economics. So let's just keep that in mind. Because you do have poor white people. You have poor Chinese mm-hmm. people and all of that. But more so, it's going to affect the black and brown communities because of how, how I guess, the how zoning and everything else worked out. And I'll talk about that on some other um, show. But I mean, this election did a lot and I think it really showed his true colors and it showed the true colors of of certain individuals because as a business owner, I don't want to see nobody's business shut down. I know how much money goes into a business and things like that. But, you know, if your customer, like think about it, we have regulars, you know, if you have your regulars and your regular person is where that's almost the regulars are the money that you know that you're going to be getting, like, you know, you know, you're going to be getting this. Um. If your regulars are dying off and you're not going to be getting that consistent flow of this person coming in and spending this amount of money or whatever, you know, um, and I think that we have to take care of the people first. You take care of the people, the people will take care of you. And that's where I really I really wholeheartedly believe in that. Um, and then so it, w- it was a lot with the colors showing with that. And then even then, like um, the idea that people believe um that merchandise is is worth more than human life um i get that like they talk about the looters and all type of shit like that and how they have the board of um stores and things like that but like honest to god like walmart all these other stores have they have insurance on all that shit they sure do they have insurance on it so for you to sit here and talk about oh we don't want them to steal our property um so we have to do all of this and we have to put police here and there to protect our property like all that shit has insurance on it you know, like, think about it. That we insure true. our cars. We insure our fucking cars. And most of us don't get into car accidents. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying, do you ever get any of that money back? Fuck no. So it's the same thing with those items. Like, um, they insure it for thousands of dollars. And half of the time, they don't have to really worry about it unless somebody steal it. And believe you me, one person is not stealing thousand dollars of goods. Um, they, so, I mean, speaking of, you know, uh, just quick sidebar but speaking of retailers and companies insuring product 
a lot of, this is how you know the companies insure the product is when you don't see loss prevention walking on the floor. When you just see Walmart people just, you know, oh, okay, I'll check the receipt, but they're really not checking it because the product is already insured. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, that's what I'm saying here saying these products are already insured. So, that's one thing. And then also another thing is um the idea that like when people of color get together to protest or to march for yes, something that, that it is considered a um it is considered yeah considered a riot but like white people I can't think of any other way to say it get together um yeah. that it is not considered uh, yeah. a a like a riot um and I think that you guys not you guys, but the media was failing yeah. to realize that yeah. it, it was no different. Like these were peaceful protests, and yeah. um, I didn't like the I didn't like uh the perception within the media when it pertained to black people, especially the Black Lives Matter um protest. It was as a a, a person who went to school and studied in uh. You know, I studied communications. I don't work within communications now, but um, I'm not going to say that all news media, uh, you know, maliciously or um, intentionally stayed the same. But I know that there were a good amount of people that once called out on their, you know, their acts of uh racial bias when it came to portraying people with black people within the media uh they there were you know a lot of people that tried to change the narrative and i think that that was one good thing that happened because once the narrative changed when it came to black people actually doing something um that constitutionally we are allowed to do um it became something it almost became a way to show people that we actually are american because i feel like a lot of people don't look at us as american sometimes they just look at us as people that are here the other than yeah yeah, and I think that, like, okay, so when we talk about black people getting together and, and, and marching and things of that nature, is is what they did in, in the 60s. It's, it's what they did. I mean, they always tell black people to be peaceful, like, like Martin Luther King, but as soon as we get out there, then it's a problem. And then after we're not being heard, and then after we turn into some, like, Malcolm X motherfuckers and y'all get mad. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and Malcolm X really didn't believe in violence unless it was acted on him first, so it, to defend himself. Then you have people out there like the militia groups and at that they're not seen as gangs. They're not they're You're not calling them gang. Oh, these are militia groups. These are. And it's like, look how you're labeling. But these are dead ass people, white people walking around with yeah. with these big ass guns. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's my Second Amendment. Right. OK. And, I, and I, that is what irritated me. And even for like for Trump to sit here and, and co-sign that. Yeah. Um. And I know, like, a lot of people say, oh, well, he never said that he was racist and things like that. And that's what, I, what I'm what i sitting here saying is I don't believe, I honestly don't believe Trump is racist. I believe more so that he is someone, <laughs> I don't believe, I really don't believe he's racist. I believe he's one of those people, like, you have to be a part of the fucking circle. If you're not a part of the fucking circle, then it's fuck you. And what I mean by his circle is, like, you have to be someone who who was in his tax bracket. Like, if you're not a motherfucker in his tax bracket, it's like, fuck you. And that's what I really felt about it. Like, think about it. Honestly, I can't. Okay. The whole statement when he said, I am not racist. I am the least racist person in this room. It was ridiculous to me. It was funny because whenever you say least, that means less, uh, few, not as much racist person in this room i am not as much as a racist as the other people in this room not denouncing that you are racist completely but you're saying you're not racist 
as much as the next exactly person. or i'm not more racist than the person that's sitting next to me <laughs> okay i get it i get it and but that's what really i was just like I why can't, why couldn't someone call him out on that one because that was ridiculous but um yeah i just i think he's ridiculous and yeah i don't i just i don't know that's how i feel about the man I, these are my feelings they're not facts um so then the next thing is um i do want to talk about like biden and, and i always say her name wrong Kamala. Kamala. i want to call her Kamala so bad Kamala. Kamala. i mean a lot of black people were not happy with um him or her because biden did have like the um what is it he had the crime bill and everybody did everybody voted on that bill and, yeah but and that's the thing that irritated me because everybody's like oh well biden voted on this bill and i think that what they in my mind is two things so for biden everybody voted on that bill um but the first thing is also that with his life experience um at the time that that he voted on that bill his son both his sons were here um his son wasn't um a drug addict you know like it, it was a different time um and i think that over time that he he his life over time changed mm-hmm. and um and that's just what I think. And also, I think the original legislation for that was written in a way that, um, yeah, that it, the way what it turned out to be wasn't what it was intended to be. So it's like I don't think it was intentional in making sure that black people got more time or whatever. I think that it was intended to to lessen um, crime and drug activity. And I think that like state judiciaries took it and interpreted how they wanted to. I think it was written in a way that it could be and it could be manipulated to fit how they wanted it to fit. Yeah. I I just want to expound upon that just a little bit is I feel like the uh war uh no, the crime bill was an extension to the war on crime. The war on crime was uh, through the Nixon administration, which was in 19, I think 1984, 1985, whatever. Um, and literally, uh, what was that? How many years? What is that? Eight years later? Yeah. Um, they had this crime bill. So you have to think like you already had a administration kind of, you know, I would say kind of, uh, initiate everything and then now you have a uh you're creating laws and legislation to kind of back up what the president or he wasn't the president at the time anymore but what the president already had started the previous administration so yeah i mean so that's where i am with him and i think what kamala kamala i always pronounce her name wrong i think with her like people oh she locked up the most um the most black men and, and things like that like I get it. I understand that like black people should be upset, but also I think that with and this is just my opinion. I'm I didn't check check any of her shit, but what I do think is that um she was following the law to a T. Could she have changed that law? Yes. And I think she she should have changed the law, but also I think being a woman in color and the power that she was in, um we are looked at a certain kind of way. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that she couldn't have or whatever, but I do think that when you put a black woman in power, that other people don't know the strings behind that are happening. Yeah. Um. And even when Kamala was talking to like um, Mike Pence and one in in the b- debate, and then people were upset, like, look at her face, look how she's acting, and and, and a lot of people felt as as a black woman or as a woman of color, um. We are often misread. We are often labeled as something. And I think had she went in there trying to go and just change stuff um, that people have fought her and it and it would have looked very impartial. Like I could be wrong because I didn't do all my research on that. So I'll have to probably come back to that statement and and really you don't break it down. Um, But I do think that with this new administration, I have hope for a better future now i have hope today 
<laughs> um, and I just it, whatever they said that they're gonna do, I know that it may that it may take time. Yeah. So I'm not expecting them to just push everything through right away. I know that they, they may get fought on it. I know there may be a holdup on it. I get that. I understand. I know some things that they want to pass is not going to go through. I get that. I understand it. But what I am sitting here saying is that I hope that when they ran on the message that they were going to make us one America, that that is what they work towards is making us one America. When they said that they were going to help out with these student loans, like you you people, y'all know, y'all hear me talk about these damn student loans, that they're actually going to do that. Yeah. Um. So those are my hopes for this. I hope that that they're able to get in there and do at least, and I can't even say 50% because I don't know what the Senate is looking like yet, but at least they're able to push through at least 30 to 40% of that and that they're able to really um bring America back on one accord and, and allow us to really take care and believe in taking care of our, our, our fellow person. Mm-hmm. Um, so Asia, what are your hopes about the upcoming administration? Um, so some of my hopes, of course, uh, I would say just to piggyback on you, I, I kind of have the same, you know, opinion when it comes to, uh, making sure that we at least get some things passed, but honestly, because of how everything went in the elections, I really want to be more involved. And I hope that all the people that came out to vote and everything, I'd be, okay, let me just take a step back. When they taught us, you know, about civics, we were in like freshmen in high school or maybe sophomores. Yeah, yeah, sophomores. Yeah, sophomores. So I was like, what? 14 15 I was not paying attention I'm just gonna be honest but when it came to you know the judicial system the legislation in the executive branch of government three things that did stick a lot of people don't know that but to become a citizen you better know it but uh, American citizens don't know that yeah but understanding the three branches of government a lot of people don't understand how of course, they connect with one another and how a lot of times they're very separate. And, you know, in when they think of legislative and judicial, a lot of people intertwine those together as if, I mean, that could be a whole nother segment for you <laughs> another day. But um, how we kind of, you know, get those confused because it's under law enforcement. It's a lot of people don't understand that the legal system, what happens in the, you know, the jails or what happens within your uh, police department, a lot of times people don't realize that the legal system in the police department, they don't connect as well as we think they do. And a lot of people, especially black people, we don't realize that there are a lot of laws that affect us that the police department have to enforce that we can literally be voting on or going to our our Congress and making sure that these laws aren't in place or these laws can benefit us in a better um in a better way. So yeah, so that brings me to the last thing I want to say before I wrap up. It brings me to the idea that um that when we talk about um like how Obama won, and I, I brought this up many a times, how Obama won and, and black people were happy. We were happy that he won because we believed in change, but we didn't know, at, at least I didn't know, and I don't think a lot of black people knew or even brown people or young people, whoever knew that the House and the Senate matters, uh, more so that Senate. Um, So I think like we thought that we were going to get so much shit pushed through because Obama was there. And don't, don't get me wrong, he got a lot of stuff done um and but he couldn't get everything done that he wanted of course but um when you have a guy like uh mitch mcconnell stand up they're like oh obama tried a lot of stuff but i blocked it and and it's like damn like so when you have people saying obama didn't do shit for me he didn't really he didn't do what he said he was gonna do and then you hear Uh somebody like mitch mcconnell saying he blocked it it's like what he did what and i think um that like I said before, and I've and you'll continue to hear me say it is that this election um really made me have to like I guess re educate myself and, yeah. and and 
go back to the drawing board and really understand that, like the president is really like a face and he can only or she <laughs> can only do but so much um because the powers would be that with the check and balance system put in place that um the other factions are not going to allow them to do but so much mm-hmm. um so as that asia is there anything that you want to say no but thank you so much for allowing me to speak with you know speak with your audience through your platform i really do appreciate no but like you said we got to keep this up with like I, i'll always say this that um, it doesn't matter where you live it doesn't matter who you are you know like just look up for the next person um that you have that you would wish to somebody who had looked out for you um and that's just where i am once again thank you for tuning into the mental block with shelby um you guys i now have an instagram so you can follow me at mental block and that is block with two c's and no k um feel free to reach out to me via dm i do ask that you guys if you don't like what i've said that you let me know but do it in a way that it can be informative and that we both can grow from the conversation um Lastly, like I always say, I encourage you to reach out to a mental health professional within your area. If you do not have one, feel free to text the word HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. Thank you guys and have a great day.